Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Friday on the Morning Show with Preston Scott, show number 4186. Jason Taylor in there. The training wheels have been removed. He's riding on his own. It's in God's hands now. Okay, Jason Taylor, a.k.a. God. I guess that's what he calls himself now. What an ego. No. Oh, my gosh. Man, it took, what, one day? Okay. Oh, wow. no. All right, that's fine. One. Okay, okay, Jason. Okay, G-O-D, yeah. I'm guessing he's using the small G, but I'm just saying. Uh, over there, Dallas Rogers as well in Studio 1A. I am here in Studio 1B. Chester is not moving much, but he's in there. He's doing fine. No problems. Welcome to the show, though. We have uh, we have much ground to cover today. Much, much ground to cover. Today, we'll, uh, I'll probably talk more about impeachment today because it's over. Sort of. I'll explain. It's... It, it's not going to be over for five more years. But it's over. If that, never mind. It'll all come together. Trust me. Trust me on this. We have uh, next hour, Dr. Walter Williams joining us. I may sneak in a question about this whole sordid mess with Dr. Williams. If you don't know the writing of Dr. Walter Williams... Yes, he's a distinguished economics professor at George Mason University. But what he is is just a brilliant mind. And um, he just blows up all the stereotypes on, especially in the world of political correctness. He just he just takes them on relentlessly. Anyway, we'll talk with uh, Dr. Williams next hour. Bill Zimfer, the Bill Folder, comes up. That's going to be a curveball to Jason Taylor over there. The Bill Folder. What will he play? The Bill Folder. Mm. The Bill Folder music. Okay, we'll see. We'll it, see. I got it ready to go right here. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see when the pressure's on, if you actually hit that one, or if you just, you have that kind of, it, hunters have what's called buck fever. They, they wait, and they wait, and they wait, and they see that deer, and they throw the rifle at it. Okay? You, you're going you're gonna to have Bill Zimfer fever. It's going to get to the Bill Folder, and you're going to just inexplicably play something totally different. It's like this is my first radio gig. <laughs> well, I know it's not, but this is a different kind of gig. Well, I know, I know. Yeah, there's there's no cut take two, buddy. This is uh, this is, we're live. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh yeah, us music guys. Yeah, you know. man, I I I flame every day, and I've grown very accustomed to it. I'm fine with that. It just happens. Uh, we've got what's to be Friday as well. Tom McCubbin joins us in the final hour. Our verse of the day: Proverbs 15:15. 15, 15, All the days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. There is a big difference between happiness and joy. You know, in the New Testament, it says, count it all joy when you face all kinds of trials and afflictions and all different. It's, here's what that's saying. There's such a difference between joy and happiness. And in our world, in our, in our vernacular, we kind of mingle the two. Happiness is superficial. It just, it's surface, surface level. It comes and goes. Joy abides. 
Joy is no matter what happens around you, you anchor deep enough that you know it's going to be okay. And that's why you're challenged to count it all joy when you face whatever it is that you're facing. Because in that process, God's doing a work in all of us. It's not always easy. It's not always pleasant. It's not always fun. But do not allow yourself to be robbed of joy. Happiness? Eh, eh. Joy? Never. That's your choice. If you give up on joy, you've surrendered it. No one can take it unless you give it up. So operate today. It's Friday with a little joy down deep in your heart. Well, that could be a song. Got the joy. No, never mind. Ten minutes after the hour, we've got uh, this date in history and uh, kind of a, a weird item going on display. And we'll explain that as well next in our history segment on The Morning Show. His opinion. He just happens to be right. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Our company, iHeart, has lost its mind on internal security measures to get to your email. Talking about the Okta? I get the whole process outside the building. Okay, I get it when I'm at home on my laptop, on my phone. Cool. But internally, I'm getting asked three times a morning to, to send a code. Come on, guys. You pay us. We're trustworthy. <laughs> Jeez. And we're on their network. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, this date in history. Let's see what we got here. This actually buttresses my argument. Okay. If you, if you listen to the program regularly, I made the argument a couple weeks ago that we need to replace Martin Luther King Day with Civil Rights Day. Do away with Martin Luther King Day, just like we did away with Washington's birthday, Jefferson's birthday, or Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday, and we went to President's Day. Okay. Works for me. I mean, I, I, when I was in school, I had, I had both of those holidays. When I was in school, we had, we had Lincoln's birthday off, and we had Washington's birthday off. So we go President's Day. Now, for the most part, President's Day, we don't take off. It's not a national holiday like, you know, Martin Luther King Day is. Isn't that interesting, by the way? But I have long maintained that by calling it Martin Luther King Day and not Civil Rights Day, we limit our understanding of the civil rights movement. We don't discuss it deep enough, broad enough. We don't involve enough people. For example, on this date... And when I say this date, it's to, it's tomorrow. I'm doing I'm doing tomorrow for a reason. February first. I know it's I know it's January thirty first, but there was nothing overly interesting on January thirty first. On February first, Franklin McCain, Joseph McNeil, Izell Blair Jr., and David Richmond. You ever heard of them? You probably haven't. Four black college freshmen from North Carolina A and T sat down at F W Woolworth's counter asked to be served they were told no and they started to sit in good on them it was 1960 
1960, just, just a couple months before I was born, a few months before I was born. And so that's why I make the argument. Also, February 1st, tomorrow, is my son Jordan's birthday. If you know Jordan, he's a realtor here in town. Wish him a happy birthday when you see him. Tomorrow, the big three zero. That's tough. That's tough on a dad to have your second son hit the 30s. Works for uh, Joe Manasa, right? Yeah. Yeah. I met he Joe does. for the first time yesterday. Oh, did you? Sure did. Yeah, good guy. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, it, it was funny because Jordan went to work for him totally independent of me. I had no idea that they were recruiting him, but someone that worked inside there worked with him at another job and had been really, you got to do this, got to do this. And he's done very well. Uh, he's a good guy. So um, anyway, happy birthday, Jordan. I'm so proud of him. He's a he's a he's just a fine young man. And uh, what a great heart. And so, uh, yeah, really cool stuff. Okay, we've got we've got a lot to get through this morning, so bear with me because it might be a little a little choppy. It, it, the The vibrato of this program could be a little thick because there's just so much that we just have to plow through. So bear with me when we come back. Going on display in England is something so macabre. It, it it begs the question, would you even go to look at it? It's so weird. And so I'll share that next and ask the question of you, would you go to an exhibit featuring items like this and others? Because they're doing it in London. And we'll share that and more next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. FLA on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. This is crazy! And iHeart's radio station. Okay, 21 minutes after the hour of The Morning Show. I... I probably should do this for you because you 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 missed it if you weren't listening <clears throat> excuse me yesterday late in the program this was breathtakingly beautiful <clears throat> this was back in the fall apologize for having to clear my throat at some world conference where Greta Thunberg and a bunch of other kids were allowed to speak and somehow given additional gravitas for uh, reasons I don't know. I, 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 the only thing I can figure out about Greta Thunberg is that she looks angry all the time. She's got a scowl on her face. She crinkles up her nose and she scowls. And she lectures people on things she doesn't know. It, it's, it's a bit of a millennial problem, but she's on the back end of that. I, I don't even think she would be considered a millennial. What is it? What's after millennials? Gen, Gen Zers? It's your Gen Z, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's... she's She's Gen Z all the way, but she's got that millennial trait of talking about things she doesn't know. And, and so she's asked a question about what, what, what does she want to be the big takeaway? What do you want accomplished from this? What do you want from the president? Greta? Um, I think... I'm sorry, what was the first question? Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's the message you would like to yeah. send to our leaders? Yeah. By yeah. Doing what What's the message you would like? I think what we want to send is, the message we want to send is to say that we have had enough and uh, 
anyone else wants to ask them that question? Uh, yeah. <laughs> else? Uh, she's, she can't, she doesn't know what to do without a script. Written by others, by the way. Written by adults for her. I just, that, it, it was too good of a clip for me to not share. Um, you know, someone posted that on YouTube, Greta without a script, and there you go. It's, uh, it's classically funny. All right, in London, going up, and, and here's the question. Would you, for free or for, for pay, see an exhibit dedicated to executions in Old England? Because what they're going to put on display, clothing items worn by King Charles I when he was beheaded in 1649 on January 30th. They have the garment, the vest that he wore, and there's some stuff on it. I was going to say, does it come with a dry cleaning bill? Clearly no, because it wasn't dry cleaned. Um, it, it, it was a bitterly cold day. And the axe. I mean, old school, not a guillotine, an axe. Whap. And, uh, and going up on display is i mean if they've only held this thing for 371 years for pete's sake but going up on display that a pair of gloves that were said to have been worn a handkerchief a sash fragments of a cloak it's called the exhibitions uh, i'm sorry ex executions exhibition it opens in the fall in uh in england would you go is that something that interests you at all? That's a negative on that. My gosh. Hard pass. <laughs> Hard pass. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take the the trip to Scotland for the day. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's interesting because he was handed over. It was the end of a civil war between between uh, the king and his loyalists and and others inside England. When he lost, he went to Scotland. But the Scots handed him over, and uh, he was he was pronounced guilty of treason. And three days later, he got the axe. Three days and you know later, what, you know what they said to him when they gave him the axe, right? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, just for a moment, Jason Taylor. That's no way to get ahead. Oh, right. <laughs> Who's with me? Oh man. I would say, and he'll be here all week, folks. But I won't. With a tip jar on the piano. But nope, nope, nope he won't be. Nope. He will be here next week, though. Yep. Yep. It just, that was Jason firing a shot over the bow, <laughs> warning all of you when you see his presence on uh, Facebook Live, uh, you'll know. And I just switched the cameras over. There, there they are. There's, there's, there's Jason mm -hmm. in the chair. I asked Jason why he sits so low, because he just like if you see him in his studio down the hallway, you have to get on your toes, right? Because he's way down there. He's I don't just, like sitting up high. I like to be down. I like to be kind of reclined. You know. You, you do know that these aren't desks, right? These are counters. They're desks to me. I would love to see him cook. <laughs> well, I stand his, when I cook. His his little his arms, and he's a big guy. I mean, his arms reaching up. You, you sit on a little stool when you're cooking, reach it up. I can just see it. Let's do some news. Big stories in the press box. Developments.
very important developments in the impeachment proceeding, and, and I'm serious. We'll get to that next on The Morning Show. You covered traffic and weather every 10 minutes. It's The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Thirty-six minutes after the hour, the morning show with Preston Scott. Good morning, Jason Taylor over there, alongside Dallas Rogers, and uh, I'm Preston Scott. Just me, just a little old me. Chester's over there, and uh, off we go. Big stories in the press box. There is only one today, and it is the Senate impeachment inquisition, which by by all reports we're seeing will end today or tomorrow morning. They could have a vote tonight to dismiss charges, which is the outcome. It, 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 it's going to be an acquittal. Um, Nancy Pelosi is constitutionally wrong, legally wrong, when she says he will always be impeached. No, he won't. That's like saying someone that was um, brought to trial for anything but was acquitted, found not guilty, will always be whatever that it charges. No, they were acquitted. Mm-mm. Lamar Alexander, senator from Tennessee, quoting, the framers believe that there should never, ever be a partisan impeachment. That's why the Constitution requires a two-thirds vote of the Senate for conviction. Yet not one House Republican voted for these articles. And he said, while there's clearly been some abuse of power, he believes that they made their case that the president uh, pressured the Ukraine for an investigation, although I think that's a stretch because they didn't do one and they didn't know they did. Anyway, that's we've, we've, we all know that. The bottom line is he said there is nothing here to remove him from office. Nothing. The second charge is embarrassing. So there you have it. This thing's done. What I wanted to comment on, though, is I've got this, like, 15-page report. And in looking through it, I just highlighted a few things. Um. Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Mitt Romney may vote to, to hear from witnesses, but they have to have four. Three doesn't get it done. They have to have four. And so the odds are they're just not going to have any witnesses. In, in the words of, of many, they lost their momentum on that. The second President Trump used Twitter, and this is the key, this is the point I really wanted to make in all of this, I, rather than the reaction of some of the liberals out there, even Democrats were seen to have been shifting away from asking for more witnesses when President Trump used Twitter to post a link of an interview in August of 2019, just a few short months ago, where John Bolton on Radio Free Europe and Radio Liberty in an interview makes no mention of any quid pro quo and acknowledges, as Republicans have claimed, that combating corruption in Ukraine was a high priority for the Trump administration. In other words, he gave an interview before there was a pending book release, said nothing about it, was asked all about all of this stuff. Nothing. And so the the consensus at this point is there's nothing that Bolton can add to the case. Then there's Hakeem Jeffries. He was asked the following question by Senator Richard Burr. Hillary Clinton's campaign and the Democrat National Committee hired a retired foreign spy to work with Russian contacts 
to build a dossier of opposition research against their political opponent, Donald Trump. Under the House manager's standard, would the Steele dossier be considered foreign interference in the U.S. election, a violation of the law, and or an impeachable offense? Hakeem Jeffries actually said no because it was purchased. <laughs> Justice Roberts allegedly went, what? Or what? Are you kidding me? And that was, uh, that was another nail in the coffin for him. When we come back, there's a little bit more and an announcement that I promised on Facebook I was going to make. Next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Show with Preston Scott. You will not laugh. You will not cry. You will learn by the numbers. I will teach you. Now get up. Get on your feet. On WFLA. Forty-one minutes after the hour of the morning show. I feel like I'm back in the schoolyard at recess. Good to be with you this morning. Um, Hakeem Jeffries wasn't the only one that induced a little head scratching yesterday. Um, Elizabeth Warren suggested that. Um, the Supreme Court and Justice Roberts were losing legitimacy because of this. Adam Schiff even shook his head and pushed away from that one, said, no, 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 Justice done a fine job here. Uh, Warren and Klobuchar submitted a question. If acquitted in the Senate, what would stop the president from continuing to side with Putin? <laughs> oh... And for some reason, it, it here's here's another reason why I think Democrats don't want this thing to go to witnesses, because if they get a few witnesses, they got John Bolton out there. They're going to hear from Hunter Biden. They're going to demand to hear from Adam Schiff. They're going to demand to know uh, about Sean Misko, who worked with the whistleblower to coordinate this whole thing. And Schiff is going to have to get on, take an oath to tell the truth about does he know the identity of the whistleblower? He has said he doesn't. I believe that's an absolute, complete lie. But anyway, all right. I promised yesterday, I put on Facebook, the facebook.com slash Preston Scott show, I posted a picture of two gorgeous beautiful German short hair pointers. My friends at Dog Pond Kennels have two AKC registered German short hair pointers and mom just had a litter. And that, by the way, is dad. That's dad. If, um, yeah, I'll, there, hold on here. Uh, there you go. Put it up there again. That's dad. Now nah, it's in shadows. You got to give it a little light, back it up, or tip it back just a little bit. Yeah, there, there, there you go. There you go. That's dad, and and mom is is gorgeous. They have seven puppies that are going to be available March first, first week of March. And I just said I would mention that they've got uh, five boys, two girls, and they're two and a half weeks old right now, and. Um, 
They've got some available for uh, a forever home. These are great dogs for families with kids. Hunters know these are amazing hunting dogs. And what a great bloodline. Uh, Full liver, roan in color. Both parents are at the kennel. That's rare. Mom and dad are still together. And so if you are interested... Just reach out to uh, Lori at Dog Pond Kennels, 850-510-5713. And since, look, dogs like this, hey, wherever you are in the listening area, you'll go hundreds of miles for a great dog. It's just coming around us, Dog Pond Kennels, or just go to the website, dogpondkennels.com. And... um, and you can look up the information there and uh, and reach out to them, send them an email, or make a phone call again, 850-510-5713, if you are interested. I'm guessing those dogs will be uh, gone quickly as word gets out. So hunters, and those of you that want to get a dog from the very beginning, a puppy, and have it raised right, because you can have them trained out there with Lori and her team. And the training they do at Dog Pond Kennels is unbelievable. 50-acre property. They do dog trials there where they do hunting dog trials. It's spectacular. I kid you not. 46 minutes after the hour, it's Morning Show with Preston Scott. Someone has to say it. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Fifty-one minutes after the hour, it's the morning show. Just a few minutes away, Dr. Walter Williams will join us. Eminent economics professor at George Mason University and a brilliant columnist syndicated across the country and in publications even internationally. His thoughts are so highly respected. He has written a column on um, diversity and inclusion that we're going to talk about. And uh, his thoughts on the subject are are very thought-provoking. Get to Dr. Williams in just a few minutes here on the program. Bill Folder next hour as well. Get you ready for What's the Beef Friday. Uh, some Super Bowl bets that have been made that are a little staggering. And, uh, and then, of course, in the third hour, we've got What's the Beef Friday. I don't know if you guys have gotten into the podcast thing on, on iHeartRadio, if, if you found some podcasts that you regularly listen to. If you're nodding your head, so what are you listening to, Jason? I like. Uh, are you familiar with Midland, the country band? No, they have a podcast about the history of country music. Okay, that I've been enjoying. Okay, and why are you laughing, Dallas? What are you laughing at? Uh-oh. You're a music guy. You're a country I guy. Mid- I love the fact that Midland have a podcast. Have you ever seen these guys in concert? They they dress like the old, like they've got the nudie suits and the and the whole what? deal. Nudie suit. Oh yeah, country music. You know the nudie suits. Manuel and rhinestones. Nudie, rhinestones. Okay, the, the, okay. That's, that's a nudie suit. I, I I think of Charlie Pride, Porter Wagner, right, and all right, those right. guys. Well, these right? guys dress okay. like that, but okay. like the old style. But it's kind of updated. It's 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 like electric almost. It's really cool. But it, I didn't know they had a podcast. That's why I'm laughing. I, those guys are hysterical. Yeah, really awesome. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have a podcast? No, I don't. Dallas, do you have a podcast? Uh, mine ended about three months ago or four months ago when I started here. I haven't started a new one. Huh. How about that? don't have a podcast okay um i i i started listening to this series on uh on iheart called monster 
And I started with the monster series on the Zodiac Killings because I was a kid in Arizona in the late 60s. Uh, we just had moved there, and I was back and forth between there and Minnesota. But all that stuff was, you know, it was happening in California, and it was it was creepy. It was just creepy. And so it was a great podcast series if if you're into that stuff. I mean, you know, um, and it's not a it's it's not a drama. It's a documentary. That's what this is. It's investigative stuff. Then I started listening to the newest one, the DC Snipers, mm-hmm. and and so I'm caught up on that one. And so while I'm waiting for new episodes for that to come out, I started listening to Atlanta Monster, mm-hmm. which was the start of the series, which is about the Atlanta child killings. I am now at a place where I'm 50-50 on Wayne Williams. Really? Yes, sir. And they've reopened the case. I don't know if you know that. No, I didn't know that. They have reopened the case on the child killings because he was charged with killing two adults. The evidence was sketchy from the get-go. I remember that from back in the day, but, but now even more so. They shut down the investigation on all of the child killings. All of them. They, they in essence, led the public to believe, well... The killings have stopped, and they sort of did, and that's compelling. You know, that that's kind of like one of those 50-50, I told mm-hmm. you. That's, but then here's the other side. I'm listening. They interview Wayne Williams on this, and he said something that was fascinating to me. Now, think about what he's in essence accused of, killing children. He said, how have I survived 35 years? I've been untouched. For 35 years in prison. People of my kind mm-hmm. that kill children, they don't last a year. That's true. He's talking about people like me who, who are accused of killing children, accused of being homosexual. We don't, we don't last in prison. And I have to, and I and I have to tell you, I, I sort of pushed back. And as I'm listening, I'm going, you know, he has a point. It's a good point, yeah. Mm-hmm. There are several layers to this. There are surviving brothers of victims and so forth that said they told police where a given child was and that he was being attacked, repeatedly raped, and was then murdered, and they did nothing, and they attributed it to these Atlanta child murders. They're suggesting that it wasn't just one person, but that there were there were several. Some of them were linked together, but but it, it's it's an amazing thing that's going on that you don't know about, and that is that they have quietly reopened this case. They say the case is not to exonerate Wayne Williams; the case is to find justice for the families of those children. So if you're interested in a podcast, check it out. It's time for news. Hour number two of the morning show with Preston Scott. This hour of the radio program inspired by Jason Taylor. Oh, yeah? And my dad jokes? Inspired by Jason Taylor, ladies and gentlemen. Hashtag dad jokes. Wow. <laughs> Hour number two of the broadcast begins with a uh, an apology. Dr. Williams uh, was unable to join us. We, uh, we, we spoke with him just a couple minutes ago, has a medical condition, 
that uh, will not allow him to join us this morning and uh, his his profound apology accepted it happens it's okay part of the deal we'll have him back we always do uh go to his website and, and this is this is for your betterment okay go to walter e williams.com walter e williams.com and uh click the syndicated columns tab that he's got there and you'll see the latest stuff he just wrote about the whole impeachment process which uh, had I known it was coming, I would have uh, I would have picked that as well. Uh, but he wrote a brilliant piece on diversity and inclusion, um, the new racism. It, it's just brilliant writing. You'll love it. So uh, check it out, WalterEWilliams.com. All right, big stories in the press box. We mentioned the impeachment is over, but it's not. It's it's just a matter of time. And there's some things here that are important to point out. Number one, this thing started to shift. Remember when the whole John Bolton thing came out and it was really bad timing for, and and I don't mean to make this sound as insensitive as it's going to sound, okay? I'm going to warn you now. This is going to come off as being very insensitive. But the Kobe Bryant crash... That tragedy on Sunday was brutally inconvenient to Democrats from a news perspective because it kicked everything they were trying to do right off the front page. It was gone. Everybody was talking about that tragedy. Kobe Bryant and eight others, including Kobe's daughter. And so to snag that momentum back, they just they they returned to this John Bolton narrative. And the problem became President Trump tweeted out a link to an interview that Bolton had given just months before when he was asked about all of this stuff and never had anything to say about a quid pro quo, had nothing to say about uh, inappropriate pressuring. Democrats want witnesses, but they don't want witnesses because if they get their witnesses, they're going to have to give up some witnesses, and theirs are very damaging to them. The witnesses that they want to bring don't advance the case at all. John Bolton doesn't advance anything at all. But there's going to be an acquittal. Uh, It's probably going to happen tonight or tomorrow. It's going to be done. But I wanted to point this out before I get to a couple of other things on this whole impeachment process, and this is the longest I've ever taken on this whole thing, this entire sordid mess. But it's important because we're kind of at the tail end of it, sort of. The Democrats are going to do it all over again. They're going to try him again, I think. They're going to bring more impeachment charges against him in light of the new witnesses, which for whatever reason they didn't call. And they're going to continue unless Republicans win control of the House. And then step back and and watch the glory. Because the president, if he gets a Republican House and Senate this time around, in his second and final term is not going to mince words at all as if he really does. But but this entire thing shifting because he, he tweeted out that link to the interview illustrates the importance of bypassing the mainstream media. Here's my question for you. Why didn't the mainstream media, the second John Bolton came out with this new 
shrouded accusation of the president. Why didn't the mainstream media find that clip of his interview? Why didn't they do that? Why did it take the president's staff to find that interview? There's the problem. The mainstream media is supposed to do that, and they are not. They're not doing it in local situations. They're not doing it in state situations. They're sure as heck not doing it nationally. It's a great illustration here. There's more. We got it next on The Morning Show. Show with Preston Scott. It's a fool who looks for logic in the chambers of the human heart. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Eleven minutes after the hour, Democrats just have lost ground repeatedly throughout this whole process. Obviously, it was a very partisan inquisition that happened in the House. And we get to Hakeem Jeffries yesterday, who was asked a question through Supreme Court Justice John Roberts, the Chief Justice, question submitted to, um, to Jeffries by Senator Richard Barr. Burr, sorry, Republican from North Carolina. Here's the question. Hillary Clinton's campaign and the Democratic National Committee hired a retired foreign spy to work with Russian contacts to build a dossier of opposition research against their political opponent, Donald Trump. Now, that's a fact. That happened. They hired this guy. It was an unconfirmed dossier. It was what was used to obtain FISA warrants to do illegal spying on U.S. citizens, people that worked for the Trump administration at that time, the Trump campaign. But the bottom line is, not even, not even. I mean, this guy's a former British spy, and, and, and the U.K. found no corroboration to anything that was in it. So we move on. Under the House manager's standard, would the Steele dossier be considered foreign interference in the U.S. election, a violation of the law, and or an impeachable offense? This is what Jeffries said in response. The analogy is uh, not applicable to the present situation because first, to the extent that opposition research was obtained, it was opposition research that was purchased. What? <laughs> what? And so, classically funny, commentators just went nuts. Cut a check to Ukraine. We're done here, was one post. Another, Hakeem Jeffries answering, is the Steele dossier foreign interference in an election, literally says, the Steele dossier is okay because it was purchased. <laughs> it was it was one of a series of head scratchers for Democrats. Um, everything from questioning the legitimacy of John Roberts, which Adam Schiff even pushed away from. That was that was Elizabeth Warren, and so it was it was an unmitigated disaster. And so where we are right now is this is going to be the end today or tomorrow. There'll be a few weeks of fodder, maybe one, and then the Democrats are going to gin up something else to try to distract the nation from the fact that they've done nothing for three years but obstruct the President of the United States. Remember what we said all along. They pushed all of their chips on the table, and they were counting on impeaching this President and getting him removed from office against all odds. 
even though there was no way they were going to get it. And, I, and I'll tell you something else. It, it'll be interesting to see if they even vote on witnesses today because if they do, Mitt Romney's in an interesting spot because Romney is in trouble in polls in Utah for keeping his job for the U.S. Senate if he votes for witnesses because the people in Utah, they don't want any part of it. They think this whole thing's a sham. They want the president get back to being the president, not distracted by all this nonsense. Now, I you have to say the president's done a really good job of being a president in the midst of all of this. Keep in mind, this is this started when he took office. The moment he took office, they were planning. I mean, this whole the whistleblower had a conversation with a guy in the White House two weeks after he was take he took office as they planned impeachment. What could we do to trip him up? What could we do? What what can we do? They they literally had the discussion. So anyway. We come back. Some Super Bowl bets that caught my eye. And the Hummer is coming back. It's official. And I've got the story next on the morning show with Preston Scott. FLA at WFLAFM.com on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos and iHeart's radio station. GM is rolling out the Hummer again. Uh, they have, it's been rumored for a while. For Once they stopped, there was, there was a thought that China was going to start making the Hummer. And, um, you know, I, I joke with people because we have a Hummer and uh, I've got an H3 that's, you know, I, I have no problems with it. I, I enjoy driving it. Um, what's interesting, though, is the good thing about a Hummer is that, you know, mine's a 2007 H3, and um, and it looks like the latest style of a Hummer because they stopped making them in 2010, you know? So it, it, it hasn't aged out. But now this new one, it's going to be electric, all electric. It is, uh, in fact, we're talking about an all-electric drivetrain with 1,000 horsepower. Which was the chief complaint when they were first come out. When they went when they went away, I guess, in 2010, one of the things that people were complaining about was the gas and the mileage and yeah. the miles per gallon and stuff. Zero to 60 in three seconds. But that's what wow. you get with an, an electric engine. You know, you've got, the, you've got the motors at the wheels, and there is no torque curve. It's 100% right there. Um, 11,500 pounds of torque. <laughs> if you could stick it to a wall, it could climb it. Yeah, it, it's um, it's going to come out. Don't have an exact time frame, but they're leaning towards the fall of 2021. And it, it looks like it's going to be close to the size of the H2. It's going to be big boy. And they've stretched the grill out, and they've got an LED light bar embedded in the front grill with the amber lights on top of the cab which leads everyone to think that we're, we're talking h2 size so uh it'll be that'll be interesting to see what comes of that of course i um 
I follow the the industry. Big fan of uh, you know we we bought one of our kids a Genesis and um, and so big fan of what Hyundai puts out. Hyundai has got a new uh, SUV coming out that they're going to debut in the Super Bowl. Very cool. I'm not a big fan of the commercial for it, but the but the the car maker, the Genesis, whew, Man, it's I, good stuff. I got to drive a Genesis for a whole year through that endorsement deal. And I was blown away. That car would drive itself. Oh, it's spectacular. They're spectacular if you, cars. If you weaved, it would bring you back in the lane. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, I drove a Genesis over to uh, Amelia Island and back. And uh, once I got on the interstate, I never touched the brake or the accelerator until I got off the interstate. Mm-hmm. It slows down, speeds up. It, if you come to a stop in the middle of the road, it stops. And once traffic moves, it resumes. It does its own thing. It's like the radar-controlled cruise control and yep. whatnot. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Very slick. Yeah. Um, here's the bit mother of all bets so far for the Super Bowl. You ready? All right. $1 million on the 49ers. Ooh, wow. At uh, plus 120. Which means that uh, if this person wins, they'll walk away with their million back plus another $1.2 million. Wow. It took me a while to figure out that plus and minus stuff on the lines. But, for example, if it says plus 200, just as an example, you bet $100, and if you win that bet, you get 200 more, so you walk away with 300. Okay. If you bet 100 and the line is plus 200, you get back 200 in winnings and your 100 bet, and so you walk away with 300, so you profit. If it's minus 200 and your bet wins, you're going to bet $200 to win $100. Why would you do that? Because you have high confidence. If if the line's minus 200, that team is definitely a favorite. I see. Okay. And so, um, yeah, there's some big bets going on out there. Mm-hmm. Imagine having the money to be able to put a million dollars on a game. Right. Yeah. You've got uh, $684,000 for the 49ers plus two, and the money line was minus 114 on that one. And so, for whatever reason... The 49ers getting two points creates a minus 114 money line. Uh, another another at the Bellagio in Vegas, $550,000 on the Chiefs giving a point. That line is minus 110. And so, you know, it's interesting. Right now, the odds makers have Kansas City up by a point and a half. That's the, that's the spread. I haven't seen the over-under on the game, though. I would imagine it's going to be high scoring. You know what? A lot of people don't know, but I think, if I'm not mistaken, San Francisco outscored Kansas City in the regular season. Ooh, look at that. They scored more points. And a lot of people don't know that. I think, if, if, I'm, if, I, if I'm correct, I think so. Anyway, it'll be interesting. Who you, got, you guys care? Do you care who wins? I'd like the 49ers to win. Do you care who wins, Dallas? Yeah. Neither one. I follow neither. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I I just want Andy Reid to win one because I think he's a really good guy, and so it won't bother me. Sold. Yeah. Twenty-seven minutes after the hour, the bill folder. Next on the morning show with Preston Scott. Um, um, tall. The morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio one hundred point seven WFLA.
35 minutes after the hour, it's the morning show with Preston Scott. And it's time. Each and every Friday, we look forward to opening up and taking a peek inside the Bill folder. And Bill Zimfer joins us. Hello, Bill. Hey, Preston. Good morning. How you doing? I am. I am just giddy with anticipation, sir. <laughs> well, well, I think we all are because this is Super Bowl weekend, right? Yeah, so yeah. we're we're all gearing up for this game. And you know what? I, I you know I just look at this matchup. And uh, I, I think back, us old guys, think back to 1970 when you, know, you had uh, Hank Stram and, and Len Dawson and Buck Buchanan and Curly Culp and Willie Lanier and, uh, and Fred Arbanis. Uh, you know, all those names come back to mind. So I'm looking forward to seeing the Kansas City Chiefs back in the Super Bowl. But... Super Bowl 54 is coming up. And, Preston, I think it's about darn time you and I made some bets. Okay. I'm game. Go for it. So what I have done is come up with a series of bets on the Super Bowl and ancillary activities. And following strict Senate rules set up by (laughs) Mitch McConnell, we we must make a different choice. We can't make the same choice in these these, uh, bets. And, again, along Senate guidelines, we will alternate on who chooses first, okay? Fair enough. And are you going to are you tracking the bets so we can talk about it next week? I will track them. If okay. there are any questions, they must be submitted in writing and screened beforehand, okay? I got you. All right. So, are you ready? Here we go. And and by consent decree, you will be able to go first on this one. First one, will the coin toss be heads or tails? Yes. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. Oh, you're changing the rules already on me, Zimfer? Come on, buddy. <laughs> I'm I, I'm going to go ahead and say tails. You say tails. Okay, I got that. All right, next one. Now, I get to pick first yeah, you, on this you one. You go. Will the national anthem be over or under two minutes and one second? Who's singing? Now, uh, it is Demi Lovato okay. singing the national anthem. Last year, the over-under was a minute 50, and Gladys Knight just blew right by it. So I go first here. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I'd be with you on that, but I'm stuck with the under. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You're stuck with the under. Here okay. we go. Next one. Halftime show. Yeah. Featuring Jennifer Lopez or and Shakira. Will either Jennifer Lopez or Shakira be suspended in midair at any point during the halftime show? No. No. Okay. You all right? So I got yes on that one. All right. Here's another one for you. This has uh, this is a coaching question for you. Will Andy Reid? And these are, by the way, these are all legitimate bets that you can make that are out there. I believe. Here's you. the next one. Will Andy Reid wear a Hawaiian shirt on the sideline? I go first on this, right? Yeah. I'm going to say no. Uh, yeah. You're you're he sticking me with. I'm I'm with you on that. He generally looks like a large tomato on the sideline with his red Kansas City Chiefs jacket. Well, on. wouldn't the NFL fine him if he did? If he w- did what? If he wore a or Hawaiian a- shirt? No, I think he, he, they probably would make him a, a Hawaiian shirt with a Kansas City logo on it or something. I, I think he could he could do that. Okay. Okay. Final one. Here All we right. go. And this could be the tiebreaker. I mean, we have five of them here. There's an over under. That is in place. This is an over-under bet 
Over-under on presidential tweets on Sunday, and the over-under is 13 and a half. So where are you going? Is that during the game or through the whole day? Through the whole day. Oh, I'll take the over. Okay, you're going over on that. Yeah. Okay, I have logged all of them here. We will tabulate, and then Monday morning, and then we can settle up then. Got it. Bill, always fun. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, Preston. Bill Zimfer with us this morning on the Morning Show with Preston Scott. 40 minutes after the hour. Forty-one minutes after the hour, Jason Taylor, ladies and gentlemen, did the voice work on this song. Still getting the royalties on that too. Yeah, yeah. Great stuff. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Is that where it's from? Yeah, yeah. Hey, couple things here. Um, First of all, the mileage estimated on the Hummer, the electric Hummer, is three hundred miles. Okay. Which would greatly surpass the mileage of an H three. With okay. with this caveat, how long does it take to recharge it? I, I don't know. So, I would, can't you charge them overnight just for a few hours? Well, uh, yeah, but you're still, I mean, imagine going on a trip. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not like a, even a Tesla takes time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and that's the drawback right now with electric. Great if you're within the range. The Tesla must charge fast if they have the charging stations like next to Fresh Market, you know? Yeah, but I still think you're dealing with, you know, 30, 45, maybe even an hour. Uh, to fully okay. recharge on those fast chargers, I'm guessing. I don't know, but um, but so the 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 range is 300 miles. Just just keep this in mind, though. If you're going to go back back backwards on that thing, um, you better be under 150 miles right. that you're going one way. And better um, not gun it either, huh? You can't gun it. No, 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 no. You got to be you got to be smart. Um, so there's that. On points scored, San Francisco scored 479 points in the regular season. Kansas City. 451. So uh, San Francisco, in fact, did score more points than than Kansas City did through the regular season. Now, I got an email from somebody that um, said, in honor of the Super Bowl, could you play your dad's classic line when asked about the weather by the other announcer before the game? Now, the game that George is referring to is the Ice Bowl. Now, if you're a fan of the NFL, you know all about the Ice Bowl. But before I play this, I just wanted to to share, you know, this being Super Bowl weekend, obviously, I I and, and my family, we all think a lot about my dad because my dad was the first broadcaster of the first two Super Bowls. Dad, dad was the guy. And, in fact, dad did four of the first seven or eight Super Bowls. Uh, as the main play-by-play guy. But this was the Ice Bowl, December 31st, 1967. And by request, this is my dad, and I'll let him do the honors. I'm Ray Scott. I'll be calling the plays for you during the first half of today's game. To my right is Jack Buck, who calls the plays for the Dallas Cowboys, and you'll be hearing Jack during the second half. Jack? Your thoughts here as we're moments away from the kickoff. I think it's very cold, Ray. <laughs> Our analyst for this afternoon's game is Frank Gifford. Frank, your thoughts. Uh, it's the coldest uh, field I've ever seen for football. Well, 
one thing I guess is pretty obvious by now, ladies and gentlemen. About every type of raiment is seen here at Lambeau Field today, and by any yardstick, it's just plain cold. There you go. That's my papa bear. That's uh, that's my dad. That's the coolest thing ever, by the way. What's that? That your that's your dad. Yeah, I it's it's kind of fun. And and think about this: minutes before kickoff, and the three of them were on the field. So they had they literally had an elevator waiting to get them up there back in the day. And uh, there's fun memories, though, when, when, you know, we get around to the Super Bowl thinking back to uh, Dad being the voice of the, of the very first Super Bowl between Green Bay and Kansas City. And so uh, a lot of fond memories for, for us in the family. I only wish that the stars had aligned and we would have had Green Bay and Kansas City for the 54th Super Bowl. That just would have been so cool on the 100th anniversary of the NFL that they they would have had the two teams that played in the first Super Bowl play again. But it's okay. It's all right. I'm good with it. 46 minutes after the hour. We get back. It's time to get ready for What's the Beef Friday. And I will help get you ready. Next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Fifty-one minutes after the hour, of the morning show. Good morning, Jason Taylor and Dallas Rogers over there, Studio One AM here in Studio One B. Chester is moving around a little bit in uh, the Aquatic Studio One C. <laughs> That's a Jason Taylor joke there. One C, get it? <laughs> anyway, um, what's to be Friday comes up in just a few minutes. Eight five zero. 205-9352. Now you're welcome to get in line if you want to just sit on hold and wait. If you have nowhere to go, you know, who who pays for their minutes anymore on their phone, right? So who cares? But if you want to get in line, you're free to do that. You're just going to have to wait a little bit. Or you can just wait till uh, the news comes up at the top of the hour and call on in. 850-205-9352. Just, I just want to use these stories from the news. This is on the website right now. As an illustration of why you have to, why we have to pay attention to what is happening in the Florida legislature. Now, the gun control bills that they're pushing out, I don't think they're going anywhere, but what they've done thus far in the last few years has been foolish. Virginia just passed seven, seven gun control laws. Despite massive protests. Did you see the rallies that they held in Virginia? Tens of thousands of people. Don't mess with our Second Amendment. Cities and counties across Virginia saying we're not gonna, we are not going to enforce these laws. We won't do it. Creating Second Amendment sanctuaries in throughout the state of Virginia. They passed it anyway. Let me read. The House Speaker, Eileen Fillercorn. By the way, could you make up a worse name? Could anybody have a worse name than Fillercorn? Fillercorn. Oof, that's tough. 
While Thursday's actions will not lessen the grief of those who lost loved ones to gun violence, the legislation passed in the House of Delegates will prevent more senseless deaths and make our Commonwealth safer. Oh, no, it won't. That is a terrible misjudgment. And it's one that erodes the Second Amendment. It does nothing to change the behavior of bad people because you can't legislate the behavior of bad and evil people. You can't change them with laws. There are certain people that it doesn't matter what the law says. It doesn't matter what the rule is. It doesn't matter what the guideline is. It doesn't matter what the sign says. They're going to bring guns and they're going to commit violent acts. But let me tell you where it's going. And this again, hello, 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 wake up. New York has a proposal now. State Senator James Sanders proudly representing the 10th Senate District of New York, 75% Democrat, and one of the more crime-ridden parts of New York City, the Queens. A new gun law being proposed would require gun owners in New York to get mental health evaluations each and every time they buy a gun. Imagine how that could go. Just for a second, you go to buy a gun. You have to go to a state-mandated mental health professional, which may or may not be one of those that is, say, opposed to people having guns. So they pick the mental health professionals you can go to. You have to pay for it. If you pass the evaluation, then you have to go back and fill out the paperwork. Let's say you decide a month later, you want to get another gun. You want to get a different handgun, or maybe you want to get a rifle or a shotgun for hunting. You have to do it again. And what if that mental health professional decides, you know, I think we've met before. Don't you own a couple of guns? Yeah. Well, are you obsessed with owning guns? Do you have an obsession with the militia? Are you worried about the government? Do you, are, should there, is there something more we should talk about? And all of a sudden, the mental health professional says, no, you can't buy a gun. Think about that. That's where New York is going. That's a proposal that's in front of the, the legislature. You better stop the slow erosion of the Second Amendment. What's the Beef Friday next on The Morning Show? Got something stuck in your crawl. I am sick and tired. Time to get it out before you fly off the handle. Stuff like that really rubs me the wrong way. Before you hit the roof. You're getting both barrels. Call 850-205-9352. I have been having a very bad day. So... What's the beef? And here we go. 850-205-9352. 850-205-9352. It is What's the Beef Friday. Your chance to let it out.
Three segments of audio therapy begin right now. It's your chance to whatever it whatever it is that's been bugging you to vent a little bit. Now we ask for two simple accommodations. Number one, no profanity. You can do it. You can do it. Even if you cuss like a sailor, you can do it. You can bring it under control because this program is designed for people to listen to with their kids in the car. All right. Rule number two, don't make it personal. Don't, don't. If you have a bad experience at a business, don't call out the name of the business. Just tell us what happened. You'll feel better and we'll accomplish our purpose because people live vicariously through your complaints. So whatever it is you want to complain about, we have room for you if you call now. But first, we begin with Moses, who has been very patiently waiting. Moses, welcome back to the morning show. What's the beef? Hey, good morning, Preston. How are you? I couldn't be better. I, in fact, I'm so good, I feel like I ought to be twins. <laughs> well, that sounds great. But it, it is a time and place for everything, because I do curse a lot. But uh, when I get on your program, I, I, I act accordingly. But... Uh, my beef is, it's not really a beef. I'd like to thank you for your uh, verse for today. It may, it, um, my sister that transcended about in two, uh, uh, September of 2015, that was one of her, uh, she's, I mean, she's a, a very strong, strong, super dedicated Christian. And you know, you know my stance on uh, some of the information of, of uh, the Bible, but, but we had to, we used to discuss a lot of stuff. But, uh, um, count it all uh, joy, count it all joy for you going to diverse uh, things, I think, to that to that effect. And you had a commentary on it this morning. Mm -hmm. And it, it, made me, it made me think about her so much that I went and, and, and dug up her, her obituary just to look at her face. And I really thank you for uh, um, just, uh, just sparking uh, remembrance of my, my dear uh, sister. I uh, I'm glad that that did that for you, Moses. What's your complaint today? What do you want to get off your chest? Uh, no, again, it was a blessing, really. It okay. So you don't have you don't have a beef today. No, I do not. Hey, that's I feel like you do. No, I, I. Oh, you mean you feel like? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, well, good for you. Good for you. I'm glad the start of the show um, blessed you in some way. Awesome. Thanks very much for the okay. phone call, Moses. All righty, there you go. We not even a beef. Look at that. We that was that was that was awesome. That's nice and positive then. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, come on, Moses. Come on, man. Don't be happy. I'm just kidding. I'm just. I'm kidding. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Chris, thanks for calling in. What's the beef? Hey, Preston. I'll make up for Moses's lack of a beef. I've got four really quick within uh, within a minute. First got it. One pastors from churches who tell other people who are not of their religion that they're going to go to heck if they don't believe the way that they believe. Number two. Uh, number two. Number two cap, it's called Capital Circle. It's not called The Circle. <laughs> so the local radio thing that does the traffic, Capital Circle. The other one, is call, it's called I-10, not the I-10, from a local TV station who does traffic. Last one is people who try to merge in when they're laying in, and they just try to stick themselves in at the last minute with their turn signal. Because you have a turn signal does not mean I have to let you in. Feel better? 
Oh, I feel great. Thank there you, you go, Chris. Thanks very much. That frees up a line. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Don't make me beg. Don't you do that. I have a stack full of things. If you give me the time, I'll take it. I'm surrendering this time. It doesn't happen very often. 850-205-9352. Your calls are next. What's the Beef Friday on The Morning Show with Preston Scott? Enough is enough. What's, What's the, the beef? beef? The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. <laughs> I know you, you're not going to bring that up, are you? I'm, I'm, I'm not. I sure want to, though. No, go ahead and do it. It's fine. No, 11, no, no, no. 11 minutes after the hour. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. Your calls, your complaints, your your quibbles, whatever it is. You want to get off your chest. It's fair game. You can you can complain about me. It's fine. I'm a big boy. I can take it. Let's talk to Rob, who's been uh, waiting for us. Uh, Rob, good morning. Welcome. What's the beef? My beef is guys that forget my name immediately after I give them my name. <laughs> No. no, no, seriously. Did uh, I, I did I hear that right? Hey, Rob, what's your name? Rob. No. Uh, <laughs> seriously, though, uh, the Democrats and the media. At what point are, is somebody going to hold the media accountable for the unbiased coverage that they they have been doing repeatedly? Let me ask you this: Don't you think they're being held accountable by the fact that no one watches them? Well, I do, but at some point that. There has to be, I mean, they're protected under the First Amendment, but at what point have they crossed those lines where they're no longer a trust, trustworthy news source? They are now just a, a obvious, biased organization. Yeah, uh, Rob, thanks very much. I'll be honest with you. You know, you know they say, in fact, uh, one of the senators said, look, there's an election coming up. If the people don't want the president, there's, there's the jury. I would make the same argument about newspaper business and the mainstream media. No one's watching the outlets other than Fox News, and no one's buying newspapers anymore. They make it seem like they're the, the be-all, end-all, but they're not. They're just not. They are inflated by self-importance, by, by themselves. And so I think the vote is already in. And, uh, but I, I, I understand your overall point. It's still frustrating. Laura, thanks for, for calling in. What's the beef? Good morning. Morning. I'm calling, have two points, so I'll try to make them quick. One is people who don't comprehend that the passing lane is to go out and around and not block traffic and bottleneck it. Come back 319 every morning, just inside Leon County. Okay. You get two cars side by side that'll go 40, 45 miles an hour with 100 cars behind them, and you can't do anything because... One is in the fast lane. The yeah, lane. I call them constipated drivers. And it's like, isn't that against the law? Yeah, it kind of is. Well, why don't we put some law enforcement out there and give a few tickets or put up a couple of signs that say left lane is for passing only, move over. Okay, what's complaint number two? This impeachment mess. I am so tired of it. Are we going to come back on all of these different elected officials who have um, not been doing their duties because they've been chasing around trying to 
get a president that doesn't let them play their games out of office? We'll see. We're going to find out. Laura, thanks very much for calling in. Let's go to Terry. Hi, Terry. What's the beef? Good morning. Love your show. Thank Second you. time caller. Uh, here's my beef. Whiny people, sad people, people that don't laugh, people that complain all the time. I'm just a happy person. I love to laugh. I got a friend that he never laughs, never smiles. And I'm always laughing. He said, what's so funny? I said, everything is. I'm healthy. You're sick. I laugh because let me tell you. Let me tell you, sir. Excuse me. I just laugh. I'm a funny guy. I just laugh. I make up jokes. He doesn't, he doesn't have a sense of humor. You and Jason always Taylor need that. to hang always out. Serious. Pardon me? You and Jason Taylor need to hang out. He has got jokes <laughs> flowing. Dad jokes. Yeah. Hey, I just make them up. There you go. Terry, th- so good. I go. I can go sit at Walmart. Just by my, I'm retired. I'm 62 years old. I, I was a retired paramedic in Atlanta. I drove a rescue truck and fire truck and mo- mostly rescue truck because I have asthma. So they didn't see me on too many fires because I couldn't breathe. But I was a good paramedic. And uh, I, if you don't, you know, if you don't laugh, what, what are you going to do? Sit there and be sad the whole, your whole life and cry? Terry, thanks very much for the phone call. I appreciate it. Jaden, Lee, you are on deck. We got time for another couple callers besides them. One more session of therapy. What's to be Friday in the morning show with Preston Scott? Bothering you, it's bothering us. You feel better? Feel a lot better. See, we've we've accomplished our purpose. What's the beef? Did you see the news? Antifa is going to try to take over the subways in New York City today. They are threatening violence. If they're if the cops try to intervene, F the cops. They want free transit all the time. They want no cops in the subways. There you go, folks. America's finest young people showing themselves for what they are yet again behind a mask. Tell me, what differentiates them from the Ku Klux Klan? That's why I refer to them as Clan Tifa. Let's talk to Jaden. Good morning, Jaden. Welcome to the morning show. Hey, good morning, Preston. It's Jaden again. Yeah. About, uh, Chris had called earlier, was talking about the uh, merge lanes, was one of his beefs. And I just wanted to let him know that, yes, by law, actually, when, when that two, two lanes is going into one, it's the job of both lanes to make traffic continue to move smoothly. So, if, as long as people aren't using it to speed around you and get ahead, which I hate that just as much, uh, actually both lanes have a job to do. The merger has to find a good place to get in or has to let that mergey get in. So you know, provide a little bit of space. If everyone's doing it the right way, you merge like a zipper one after the other and not jump into that merge lane too early. So uh, just that's something that seems that a lot of people don't understand, and it just drives me bonkers when – it's time to merge, and somebody speeds up and gets on the bumper of the car ahead of them, and they won't let you in. Well, it's so do it because it's the law, and it, and it's the right thing to do. Yeah, thank you. Courtesy is, I think, the word that I'm looking for. That That's sort of what I'm talking about. It's just such a fickle thing because there's so many people that don't know how to drive. They're, they're heading on to an interstate that's 70 miles an hour, and they're going 40, and it's inherently unsafe. But thanks for the phone call. We got, we're going to have room for one more caller here. We got Lee and then Wally and then maybe one more caller. Lee, first, what's the beef? 
Uh, yes, I'd just like to say uh, City of Tallahassee and the contractors who cut the grass on the side of the road and in the medians need to clean up their mess and get it off the side of the road. It is hurting bicyclists and motorcyclists all over the place. I don't know if it's illegal, but it needs to be. Thank you. All right. Thanks very much. I appreciate that. Appreciate the call, Lee. Let's go to Wally. Hello, Wally. What's the beef? Hey, Preston, uh, my beef is you don't uh, include Panama City, uh, Appalachia, Port St. Joe, and Points West in your show enough. How, what do you mean? Well, we'd like to hear more about uh, our area west of Tallahassee. Yeah, I don't spend a lot of time even talking about Tallahassee, to be honest with you. Um and, you know, and there's not a whole lot of news there. I, you know, I read the Panama City Herald all the time, the News Herald, and uh, they're just, you know, feel free to send me stuff, you know, Preston at iHeartRadio.com. Uh, I, I look forward to, Wally, any emails on anything you want to talk about. We have the mayor of Panama City on once a month and the mayor of Tallahassee on once a month. Now, if if I end up doing a bunch more cities in Florida, or whatever we'll probably have to stop that practice but until then no i mean honestly i the show is kind of a a, a mix of a lot of things but uh, if you've got something that's newsworthy um and i'm not talking about you know biff's mowing accident or something like that i mean you know if if there's something interesting that lessons can be learned or points can be made to other listeners in other areas man send it my way I am all eyes and ears on that stuff. So uh, Preston at iHeartRadio.com. Preston at iHeartRadio.com. Chris, thanks very much for uh, calling in. You're the final caller. What's the beef? Sweet. Hey, uh, just <laughs> around uh, middle schools and elementary schools, those traffic patterns are there for a reason, and there's no time limit. So follow the traffic pattern for the love of God and all things holy. Have you noticed people putting their phones down yet? No, nah, not so much. <laughs> yeah, that that's a bit of a problem, Chris. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know. Thanks very much for the phone call. Pay attention to traffic patterns around schools, please, please. But in case you don't know, the new law on don't text and drive, you can have your phone in your hand making a phone call. You can talk, but you have to put the phone down and go hands-free in a school zone and in a work zone when workers are present. You can't, you can't hold a phone in your hands for anything in those two areas. So if you're driving through a school zone with the hand in, on, on, on your phone, you're, no, 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 no. Can't do that. All right? All right, we are finished with your phone calls. Thanks very much for the phone calls. Appreciate it. If you didn't get in, you have something you want to get off your chest, it's very simple. Preston at iHeartRadio.com. The news is next. Tom McCubbin joins us in just a few minutes. Betterlawns.com is his website. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. To love him, just like him on Facebook at Preston Scott Show. Thirty-five minutes after the hour, of the morning show with Preston Scott. A few minutes away. Tom McCubbin, Betterlawns.com is the website. The program, Better Lawns and Gardens, can be heard on many of these radio stations. In fact, it, Tom's heard in about 30 markets in Florida, and uh, if not more, and has been on the air for better than 30 years. 
He's the man. He is the he is the rock star of the garden. He's the guru of garden. The sensei of seed. Can't touch that, can you, Jason? No, I, I had some jokes there, but I'm not gonna. I, I throw some liners out, man. Just just come on, give me give me some liners. You don't have to do it. Tell a joke. I just love Tom. Tom's he's, awesome. He's great. Yeah, he is. When he comes to town and does a show at Heinz, yeah, it's really really great. Tom is a plants. good man, huh? The Prince of Plants. The, there you go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Prince of plants. Yeah, there's the beauty of the garden is there's alliterations everywhere. The God of Gardens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the potentate of petunias. The Zeus of. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know I was going to do that one, did you? <laughs> the, the Zeus of Zinnias. Ooh. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's coming up in just a few minutes. Big stories in the press box. Um, there are there are plenty. Uh, I just shared in the last uh, few minutes. Antifa. They uh, they have sent out a tweet. The streets are ours. The trains are ours. The walls are ours. And. Um, and so they are threatening a takeover movement today. They're already posting tweets of jumping over turnstiles, breaking turnstiles. Um, and, of course, a bunch of them are masked. Some of them aren't. But, you know, they, they, they think that they're – what's so funny about this group is they call people that support the president and the president to be fascists. And yet, if you look it up, if you know anything about history, all of the actions they're engaged in are atypical of fascism. They're a bunch of thugs. They're a bunch of kids who didn't get disciplined when they were children enough. And so I've renamed them because they're, they're cowards. They hide, just as the Ku Klux Klan did. They hid behind masks. And so I refer to them as Klan Tifa. And that's 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 where it'll stay. President of the United States, this is over, but it's not. It's over in that they're 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 not going to move any anywhere forward. And I'll be interested to see if Mitt Romney really has some courage. If he has some courage, knowing that the votes aren't there, he'll go ahead and say, "Yeah, I want to. I will vote for witnesses." He'll go ahead and do it anyway if he has courage. If he really has courage, we'll see. If he doesn't, he'll do the right thing. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, courage is doing the right thing. Yeah, but Mitt Romney plays political calculus like all politicians do. He has to. And and courage is sticking to your principles. Doing the right thing, in this case, benefits him in the polls. We'll see what he does. But it's not going to be over because the House is threatened that they'll do it all over again. And, and as long as the voters of America give the House to Democrats, and that's, that's where I'm going to be fascinated to see if Republicans running for office nationwide have any, any game plan to message, and you hear me say this over and over and over again, the messaging is not being done. This is a gift. The 2020 election is one of the biggest gift-wrapped presents of an election I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I did start paying attention to politics when I was in middle school. It mattered. And 
somehow I came out of my family tree a conservative because most in my family are are, are definitely to the left, if not outright liberal, maybe illiberal. So it's 40 minutes after the hour. We come back. Tom McCubbin is standing by. Haven't talked to Tom in a while. Get caught up on uh, how to fix some things in your yard. Did that brief couple nights of sub-freezing temperatures hurt some plants in your garden? Well, help is on the way. Next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Morning Show with Preston Scott. Chewing gum online, eh? I hope you brought enough for everybody. On WFLA. Forty-one minutes after the hour, the morning show with Preston Scott. It is the final Friday in the month of January, and joining us on the program, he is the host of the Better Lawns and Gardens Radio program. The website BetterLawns.com. Tom McCubbin. Tom, how are you, sir? I am fine. I am waiting for Groundhog's Day. I need a prediction. Do you really? I mean, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't make much of a difference because don't we? I mean, we're still facing some cold weather, aren't we? Yeah, we could very easily. The average last frost date for Tallahassee is about February 28th. As you go down the state, it's a little earlier in February. But we could. You know, we could get some real severe cold. I'm hoping not, and I hope the groundhog uh, verifies that. (laughs) By and large, Tom, this has been somewhat of a mild winter, hasn't it? Yes, it has. You know, uh, I, I know uh, Tallahassee's an area has had temperatures below freezing. Other areas of the state have it. I think all the way down to Gainesville, they had 26 degrees. But if you get down to central Florida, 33, 34. When plants are damaged by the cold, how do we know the extent of that damage? You know, you, you'll see the brown, I'm sure, but that may be uh, fooling you a little bit because the cold may, be, uh, may have damaged further down the stems. So what you do is you take a, a pocket knife and you scrape down the stems. And again, some plants may fool you. It may take several weeks before you know how far back the damage has really been done. How soon do you, do you go after it and start doing some clipping and cutting back? You know, my rule is when you can't stand seeing those brown portions, you cut them back. Uh, A lot of people, oh, not a lot, but a number of people say that brown being left there will help provide some protection. I I don't think it's that much. So when I can't stand those brown portions, I will go ahead and start trimming. With those plants that get frozen back a little bit, do they recover when you cut them back, or is it particular to the plant? Yeah, particular to the plant. Some do, some don't. Uh, ones like uh, pentas and coleus, which are really cold sensitive, if they get damaged, my guess the recovery be very slow. Uh, crotons, which are tropical, of course, uh, will be damaged to the ground. One year I waited till July 4th until I saw the plant gr- growing back, and it did, but it was very slow, so you may want to re- make replacements there. What about cool season vegetables? Is it too late? You know, we still have time, but hurry, uh, because we, you know, that warm weather, that hot weather, really, can come fairly quickly once we start getting into spring. So if you want the cool season vegetables, the cabbage, the broccoli, beets, things like that, I'd plant them right away. What about citrus that gets affected by the cold temperatures, Tom? Um, some people, you know, inherently just when, when that fruit fro- freezes that one time, they're like, yeah, we're not eating that. 
Yeah, the, the basic rule is if it looks good, smells good, and tastes good, it's edible. But if you really want to check to see if it's been frozen, you cut the fruit open and you look at the little membrane uh, separating the sections. If there's white dots on it, that means it's been frozen and you still have time to juice it. But you want to juice it you know, fairly, fairly soon, otherwise you start getting odd taste in the fruit. Can we still plant trees and shrubs? I mean, people plant them year round, but but you know, uh, the rule of thumb is always the cooler temperatures is the best time to plant trees and shrubs. What about now? Yeah, the uh, we just celebrated Florida Arbor Day, by the way, and that's the time to plant. If it's things that are not cold sensitive, uh, then yeah, go ahead and plant. It's an ideal time, actually. That's why we have Florida Arbor Day in January. Uh, but if it's something that's cold sensitive, a shrub that's questionable, then hold off uh, until, say, mid-March or late March. Anything we should be thinking about for our lawns at this point? Well, you just uh, make sure they don't dry out. Uh, mow them because the weeds are still growing. Yep. And if you, if you need to do uh, spot weed control, get that done because the weeds will take over uh, even though it's cold because we have uh, separate cool season weeds. So do the weed control, keep it mowed, hold off on the fertilizer until the grass starts to grow, especially things like zoysia. Tom, as always, thanks very much. What's the topic tomorrow on the show? We have Camellia's Rose Care, and I have a groundhog quiz for everybody. There you go. The king of camellias, Tom <laughs> McCubbin, the sensei of seed, the guru of green, my wow. uh, my guest here on the program. Tom, we'll thank talk you, again next you. month. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Have a great day. Tom McCubbin, betterlawns.com. If you really want a go-to place for gardening anywhere in the state of Florida, that's the place to go, betterlawns.com. Um, 46 minutes after the hour. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. Morning show 180 brought to you by Prime Meridian Bank. Try my bank. Well, while we're waiting for the world to change, we'll remind you. Monday on the program, new Tallahassee Police Chief Lawrence Rebel will join us. He'll come in studio. We'll talk about a lot of different things. South News with the James Madison Institute on Monday. The legislative session that was this past week and that will be next week. We'll preview all that. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to make time to talk just a few minutes about the president's Middle East plan that would create two states. It would create a Palestinian state. And it's supported by Israel at this point. It's interesting. I don't know how realistic it is when you consider that the other party wants the first party to basically die. But, you know, it's just, it's one of the many things that's just getting shoved into the weeds that has no one paying attention to it because of the vacuum that's been created by the impeachment process. And, of course, we'll have the aftermath of what happens. There's likely going to be a vote tonight or tomorrow. We'll get to that in just a second. But um, that's Monday on the program. Tomorrow we have a new show that's going to debut at uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. If you want to stream this radio station, you'd have to stream this station if you're in anywhere in the Panama City region. Uh, Dr. Ed Moore and, uh, and me. It, it is not really going to be Tallahassee-centric at all because it's called All Things Florida. And so the show really focuses on the state. Um, the only time it's ever going to really be Tallahassee-centric 
is if we happen to have John Thrasher, the president of the university, or Larry Robinson, the president of FAMU, or we talk about the legislature in some form or fashion. But it's not a deeply political show, per se. We're going to talk about the policy of uh, of politics, you know, in terms of bills and, and things to keep, keep track of. But we're not going to get into real deep um, political philosophy or anything like that. Not on a Saturday morning. Are you kidding me? So uh, if you're interested... Uh, you can uh, you can check it out, and eventually it'll take a few weeks for the podcast to to be birthed. But there will be a podcast available that you can download and listen to the show whenever you want. But that's a few weeks into the future. That'll pro- probably roll out sometime mid March. All right, so there you have it. If you are interested, tomorrow morning. Time for the morning show. One eighty. Look back at the radio program in one hundred eighty seconds or less. Uh, Dr. Walter Williams was unable to join us. Uh, we did not hear from Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. And uh, there were several other people that are in the news that we didn't talk to either. So, you know, Dr. Williams wasn't alone with the uh, the, the health issue that came up uh, this morning that uh, prevented him from joining us. But we'll have him on again sometime soon. We did talk about the impeachment process that while it's over, and I say that knowing the votes just aren't there to continue this. And there will be a vote for either dismissal or acquittal. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's going nuts, by the way, with that. But you know what's interesting about Nancy Pelosi crying and whining about this? Is it was Nancy Pelosi who said in 2014, and I quote, You don't fight the intelligence community without a price because they come after you and they don't always tell the truth about it. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? And what we've had since President Trump has been elected is an abuse of power by the by the by the intelligence community, by the FBI, and by the CIA, John Brennan, James Comey, and an absolute effort to topple the government. And I personally think Barack Obama is behind it all. But they're going to vote today. My guess is there will be no additional witnesses, and that there will be a final vote tonight or tomorrow, and then this will be over. Except for the fact that the House Democrats are going to bring it up all over again. I think they're going to try it again just to try to keep it in the news. They Here's why. Because they don't have anything else to do. They threw everything in on this. And now they're going to be stuck having a campaign on it. Good luck there. I appreciate the time this week. Thanks so much for joining us. Jason, good job today. Dallas, thanks as always. Folks, have a great weekend and we'll be back with you on Monday. Glenn Beck follows Rush Limbaugh after that. And uh, and then we'll tee it up and try to be better next week. I don't know if I'll be better next week, but I'll certainly try to be better next week. And I'm not making any promises. I mean, it's been 18 years. Why would I get better now? No point in that. Have a great weekend. <laughs>